0: back to the 1A series on fear. In this episode, Pastor Squires continues discussing how we can combat our fears by highlighting six ways we can massage the truth of God's Word into our lives. I've noticed that this is the second part of an episode released last week, and it will also be our last episode in this fear podcast series. If you have any comments or would like to ask Pastor Squires a question about something he's mentioned in this mini-series, or if you would like for him to consider covering another topic, please don't hesitate to contact us. You can find his contact info on our website at firstpresscolumbia.org, or you can email our show at podcast at firstpresscolumbia.org. That's podcast at firstpresscolumbia.org. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to 1A. And to our special edition as we look at the issue of fear. I hope that our last episode was helpful for you as I encourage you to think about how fear points to something that you really value highly. It might be control. It might be your health. Maybe it's about the lack of wealth. And you need to be able to look at that fear and find out why it is that it's so precious. And whether or not it's so precious as to take the place of the Lord and his promises, and the degree that it does, because we're all sinful and it does for all of us to an extent, it's time to start massaging those gospel truths and promises into your life. But that's what you're trying to do, so that again, when we're on the other side of this, instead of being weaker, we find ourselves stronger. And so that's where we pick up now. Now this you may call the payoff episode because we're going to look at six ways that you can massage gospel truths into your life. The first is to read, of course. God's word is a written word. It's meant to be read, and your soul needs it. The word isn't just the words on the page, it is nourishment to your very soul. There's something happens when we read the word. Our souls flourish. It's like our bodies when it gets a well balanced meal. It allows it to flourish, to have the energy to face life in the day. If you find yourself constantly afraid, maybe it is that you're not putting yourself into the reading of the Word. You can go about reading the Word, by the way, and do it every single day via devotionals and your quiet time and all of that, but you're not actually reading the Word. Do you understand? You're not actually letting it soak into your soul. It's just something you're just checking off. It's just a pious checkbox for you. And if that's all that it is, it's nothing but superstition. Instead, the Word of God, no matter how much time you spend in it, although the more the better. It is about steeping your soul in it. It's about reading it and allowing it to do its work on your soul as you pray through it, think through it, massage it into your life. So read. Be reading scripture and and read things based on scripture. Find good books from the many authors over two millennia of Christian thinking. If it's a good Puritan or if it's even someone more recent. My goodness, uh, just look at our string of pastors here. Derek Thomas and Sinclair Ferguson and now Gabe Fleur and Ralph Davis. There are so many books that you could read just from our men that would do your soul so much good. So pick up a book, a book that is laced with Scripture and scriptural truths, and give yourself to it. Give yourself to the reading of that particular book. Secondly is prayer. Now, this is really important that our prayer is as scriptural as possible. Oftentimes, people will ask about how it is that they learn to be better prayers, and I will tell them that the best way to learn how to be a better prayer is to read scripture, specifically the psalms, and to take a psalm and to try and re-language it back in your own words, back up to the Lord. So just take each paragraph, each stanza, and try to find the central idea and then give it back to the Lord. And there are many, many psalms that you can find that talk about fear because the psalms are about the Christian life and all believers across time have had times when they're afraid. So find a psalm, a psalm that speaks directly to fear, and then try to re-language that psalm into your own language as you offer. Offer it back up to the Lord it's a good way to help you really meditate on the word and it makes the word more earthy for you it makes it more understandable gives you better handles on it and as you go through your day it'll help you to focus through the lens that is the scripture that you've just prayed earlier that day rather than reading something checking the box, and then just walking away uh, so read pray write The Bible, of course, is nothing if it isn't a written book. And taking time to actually write down, especially if you're a journaler, uh, some of your thoughts and some of your fears, and to do it in an organized way really is helpful. Now, when I say organized, what I simply mean is trying at first to put down whatever your fears are in your heart onto paper. Think about Jesus as he's in the garden, and one of the first things he does when he prays is he lets the Lord know his his father what is genuinely going on in his heart. He doesn't start it with some sort of form, prayer, anything like that. He's genuinely afraid as he should be afraid because he's about to face death, both spiritual and physical and torture and all of that. And so he just lets out where he is. And so that's the first thing when you're going to journal is you try to put down on paper where it is that you are genuinely. Make it so it reflects. It doesn't have to be the most wordsmithed of journal entries. You're not trying to sell this. You're not trying to be the next C.S. Lewis here. You're just trying to get whatever's going on in your heart out on paper. If that means writing in super huge font, if that means using really long paragraphs, if that means using one or two small words, and that's it, it's fine. Just make sure that what's on the paper reflects what you think or what you feel is going on in your heart. Once you've done that, then you want to apply a scripture. You want to find some scripture in that group of scriptures that you've been trying to put together that seems to speak in. And if you can't find one in your group of scriptures, go find another one and find a scripture that speaks into that particular place and write it out. And then once you've written it out, pray. Go back to what I was saying earlier, pray. It doesn't have to be a huge long prayer. Again, it'd be one of those arrow prayers. But pray and pray using the piece of scripture that you're using For your journal entry. So, read, pray, write, speak. And by that I mean speak to one another. Find at least one person, someone who can help build you up, not just enable your fear. So, oftentimes we find friends who have similar fears. That we do. And so when we begin to get afraid, they are also afraid of the same things. And it feels good to have somebody who can understand what you're going through, but it doesn't necessarily help you to not be afraid if they're afraid of the same thing. And so they're just stoking your fears. So instead, what you want to do is you want to find someone who can listen, who's a good listener, a compassionate listener, but can also challenge you and get you to more and more walk away from that fear. If you don't have a person like that, you may want to find someone and ask them if they wouldn't mind doing some of that. Let them know the cluster of scriptures that you're trying to massage into your life. And when you begin to talk in a way that's fearful, that you give them permission, not in a harsh way, but in a kind, winsome way to say, hey, remember those scriptures that you were talking to me about that you wanted into your life? Have you tried praying those? Have you tried uh, speaking those? Have you tried meditating on those recently? Have you prayed about it four times for every time you want to speak about it? That's a good rule of thumb. But nonetheless, Paul does tell us in Galatians that bearing one another's burdens is one of the ways that we fulfill the law of Christ, and so we need to find people, because there's no Christian that lives on an island. We need to find people that can bear our burdens and who can hear us, and so that we're not just sitting around holding on to this huge fear and letting it own us inside. When we begin to talk about it, this is why talk therapy is so helpful. It actually moves from one hemisphere of your brain to another hemisphere. It connects both hemispheres. It's very powerful. But then it helps to modulate the whole thing. So maybe you've had this experience before where you've had a thought. It's a scary kind of overwhelming thought And it's been sitting with you for a long time. And the moment you give voice to it, it actually feels a little bit more intense. Maybe it brings tears or anger, but then it subsides. And when it subsides, it's actually at a much lower level than it has been in a really long time. That's what speaking about it uh, really does for you. So find someone with whom you can speak. So read, pray, write, speak. This one sometimes catches people off guard. Sing. This is a... Hat tip to Dan Cole and uh, Thomas Russell, singing is really important. Actually, they've done a ton of research here about how important singing really is and that when you can sing a song unaccompanied in your head, that comes from the same place as your moral reasoning center. Isn't that weird? So if you can begin to find music or songs that really speak to your particular fear, hymns. Uh, spirituals, even modern Christian music, if you can find something that really speaks to you and helps center you on gospel truths, do that. Listen to that music. Begin to get to the point where you can sing that music, if you're like me, not out loud, but, but unaccompanied in your own head, and you will find that it really does help after all, the largest book in the Bible is a book of songs. God knew how he wired you together, and he knew that he wired you such that singing really does help lead you through very difficult times. There's a reason why, in all of history, Christian believers, when they go through a difficult time, they sing about it. It does something for our soul and our psyche when we do that. So again, read, pray, write, speak, sing, sing. And the last one, serve. That's right, serve. Again, a lot of research here, and some of the researchers, even now in this moment, are encouraging people that they have no theology as to why it should be so to begin serving one another. Now, in a moment of social distancing, that might sound odd or maybe even impossible, but it's not. We can still, through phone calls and texts, through Zoom meetings, through handwritten notes delivered in the mail, groceries left on someone's porch who can't go and get them for themselves because they're immunocompromised or they're at risk, we can do a number of things to continue to serve one another. And what they find is that when you serve someone else, it gets you out of your own head. The joy you feel the rest you feel, the peace you feel as you serve someone else actually helps you to feel less afraid. It actually gives you some modicum of feeling like you're in control. Are you in control? No, but you're being responsible. That's really what it is. Remember we said earlier, God's in control, but you're responsible. If you're being responsible in this moment, God knows that, your soul knows it, and you are given a sort of peace. Sort of like what Paul says in Philippians, a peace that surpasses understanding. Because when we serve, of course, we're being like Christ. Well... So that would be what I would tell you to do. Find your treasure, what it is that you are really afraid of. Find how the gospel speaks into that. Set as your trajectory that through this season, you're going to come out stronger, more faith-filled than ever before. And then find at least one of these six ways. If it's reading more, praying more, writing more, speaking more, singing more, serving more, put your hand to the plow and do it you'll find out sooner or later will be through this season, and you will be stronger because of it. Well, I hope that this series on fear has been helpful for you. Feel free to contact me if there's anything that I can be doing for you. You can find me on our website, which is www.firstprezcolumbia.org. And until next time, God bless.